Hey everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alyssa Sharp, your host. And today on the show, we have an interview with Joel Osteen and Joseph Prince. And they're with the people from TBN. And they're talking to us about grace. And I'm telling you, grace is awesome. God's grace is one of the most amazing things we can ever imagine. And I don't think we can even grasp how good it is. Because basically, what Jesus did for us on that cross was literally make it possible for us to be in the presence of God. There's no way that we would ever be holy enough. There's no way that we'd ever do enough things. There's no way that we could ever earn our our keep or so you know there's no way we could earn a place with God because we are just simply we would choose other than him every time we we choose the desires of the world we choose the things here but no Jesus came and died on that cross was the perfect sin offering so that we could have that relationship so that we could be loved so that we wouldn't have that stain so we wouldn't have that guilty conscience anymore but we could actually throw that aside and completely be one-on-one with with the Lord, like we can approach His throne with confidence. And that is such an amazing gift. But I think so many Christians don't feel like that's good enough. Like they realize that's what has happened, but they feel like they still have to do something. They still have to live this perfect life in order to please God. Yes, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But my actions, my works, yes, that, that is part of faith and everything. But what I do does not earn God's love for me. What I do does not earn His holiness, does not make me holy. Holiness comes straight from Jesus. It comes straight from faith in Him. And it comes from obeying Him and living according to Him, to just the love of Him, accepting what He's done. Because it is what he's done that paid that price that gives us the freedom to live in power and live in purpose. Here's Joel and here's Joseph Prince. I feel in my spirit that there are people who have been, who have been taught um, erroneously and they grew up maybe in a religious environment and things like that. And sometimes uh, when they hear that you can, be, you can be happy, you can be free from your addictions and all that, you know, they stop and say, wait a minute, what about what about? What about? Is the whatabouts that hold them back from that that hope and that? So I believe that uh, my ministry uh, that that God has given me, I think, is to give people the scriptural foundation. We need to know why it's there, why I can be positive, why I can hope for the best in my future, why I know if I'm I have a bad prognosis from the doctor, I know it will turn around because Jesus paid for it. And I see in the scripture and I see for myself that my sins will not hold back the blessings because grace is greater than sin. If sin was greater than grace, then, then Jesus would not have healed the sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors because their sin would have stopped his grace. Wow. Where there's sin, grace superabounds. Yeah. Now, the conclusion for some people, so are you saying, and they accuse Paul of this, let us sin more that grace may abound, which Paul never preached, neither did I. But the fact remains, because unless you preach radically, where sin increases, grace superabounds, you cannot be misunderstood. In order for you to be misunderstood, Paul must have preached radically, where sin increases, grace superabounds. Of all the, t- the disciples, 11 of them, that were on the day of Pentecost, who did God choose to speak? And how did he speak? With his mouth. The same mouth a few days ago denied knowing Jesus three times was the same mouth that preached and 3,000 people got saved. Where? Where? Location? Where? Sin increase. Grace superabounds. What is your definition of grace? Just one of your definitions of grace. I mean, what to make people understand when they hear grace, you know, they're unmerited. What, what would you say? It is when 
I think you experience when you experience grace, you can understand it better. I would define it as unearned, undeserved favor. Good. And it doesn't leave you the same. Yes. You know, when you know that, the goodness of God causes you to. But the problem is that sometimes you want to, you think that because I have it all together, mm-hmm. today's anointing, uh, someone is going to be strong. And, th- and then you go up there and it's as dry as a bone. Yeah. You know, because you're looking to yourself. Yeah. So I think to experience grace is, is, is uh, more important than to define it. You know, I think we've all experienced grace. Yeah. I like that because you said that, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. And so it, grace isn't about sinning more. It's about getting better. It's about getting stronger. It's about being able to, to have enough grace to resist the temptation of sin. In the Old Testament, you have to repent first before you see the goodness of God. That is true under the old, under the law. But it's no longer true today. Uh, today, uh, the goodness of God comes first. So if we show people the goodness of God, Jesus heals them and they, they change. Yeah. He demonstrated the goodness of God to, uh, to Peter in the net-breaking boat, sinking a lot of fishes. And Peter says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Yeah. It's the goodness of God that led him to repentance. Yeah. So grace is the opposite of the law. The law says, you change first. Then God will change his attitude towards yeah. you. But grace says, God, God, God loves us. God, has, God is good to us. Now receive that and then you will change. Yeah. So there has been a change. Now, if Joel and I were the, in the Old Testament, we would definitely be heretics for sure. <laughs> because we are preaching, we are both preaching hope and grace when there's no foundation for it. Mm-hmm. We, in fact, for us to be uh, accurate, godly preachers uh, in the Old Testament, if both of us were there, we have to preach the law. You'll see Joel with the, you know, the, <laughs> the and, uh, you know, all the, with the, know. with the beard, long beard, and saying, don't expect to wake up to hope. You know, the judgment is coming. And then he'll be accurate. And I'll be accurate. You know, because it is the word in season. But today we are under grace. Jesus has died. The veil has been torn. God has stepped out and God says, welcome home. All the goodness of God has been unleashed upon a a, 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 a sighing, crying, dying world. You know, and it's crying out for Jesus. And yet we're not showing the grace. We have a mixture of law and grace. So we are still in the dispensation of grace. Is God judging nations today? You know, you look at Abraham. He negotiated with God over Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. And yet he said, God, you'll find 10 righteous. Will you destroy? God says, no. I won't destroy for 10 sake. There's only one yeah. lot. God will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And yet we are saying that God will judge America. Yeah. Hey, don't tell me there are no 10 righteous in America. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, where did this uh, idea come from? And then uh, you start getting accused because you give people hope and grace but actually it's the word in season it's a gospel of grace grace is not a teaching grace is the gospel it is not do good get good do bad get bad it is you can receive good you don't deserve wow because another received all the bad he didn't deserve wow wow what what is hope why is it important why do you spend all your life preaching it well, I think just real practically, Matt, there's a lot of things people pushing people down in life. You know, no matter who you are, you face challenges in health and finances and relationships. And, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you can just sink down and kind of just go through the motions of life. You're not expecting anything good. And, you know, you can be a believer and know the Lord and all that, but you're not releasing your faith. But I don't think that I know God doesn't want us to live that way. And I believe, like the scripture says, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. doesn't mean that we don't have difficulties all along the way, but God wouldn't have us here if he didn't have something better up in front of us. We should be growing and taking new ground and being a blessing to others. And I think you have to, it takes 
hope to stir that up. And really, you can't even have faith if you don't first have hope. You got to know, God, you've got something better for me or I wouldn't be breathing today. So I'm going to stir my gifts up and I'm not going to focus on everything that's wrong. I'm going to look at what's right. I'm going to go be a blessing to somebody else. But just an attitude of faith, I, th I think, is so important to live to, to really reach the fullness of your destiny. So I think that's what hope's about. What's the opposite of hope? I guess the opposite of hope would be despair or just being mediocre or kind of being numb to life, having no passion. I think that, you know, I don't think you have to be hopeless, like, you know, you're going to end it all. But just I think some people have lost their passion. They've lost their zeal for life. And it's easy to do because there's pressures in life. There's things pushing us all down. And sometimes it's one thing after another. But I really believe part of hope is being grateful each day. To say, go. God, today is a gift that you've given me. And yes, you know, I may have a thousand things wrong, but I'm going to find five things that are right, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be grateful for that. And so when you start seeing, you know, when you, when you too, and this, I don't like to be negative about it, but if you look at it in perspective to say, what if I found out I have, what if we all knew we had three weeks to live? Wow. Well, we'd probably love people better. We'd probably enjoy this day. We'd probably go out and look at the flowers. We'd probably be, you know, not take things for granted. And, and I think that we should live each day like knowing that this day is a gift. Not that, not that we're going to go tomorrow, but uh, just taking time to appreciate. I think we, you know, I have a tendency too. you look back 20 or 30 years ago and you think, man, those were the good old days. Remember this wow. and that. You know what? These are the good old days right Come now. now. We're healthy. We're strong. We're here in Jerusalem. Man, yeah, we can all have find something, even if we're not here, even if you're at home. You know, you can find, well, I'm just going to work today, Joel. I'm just, you know, cleaning the house. But yeah, but you know what? You have strength today. You have family. You have people in your life to love. There's so much to be to be grateful for. And I think when you're grateful, it helps you to be more hopeful and just to, to believe that God does have something good in, in front of you. I grew up like this. It, it was part of my natural personality to be optimistic. I realized a lot of people weren't like that. Mm. They just grow up just negative, just going through the motions. Nothing good ever happens to me. I'll never get any good breaks. Just my luck, you know, that kind of attitude. But you got to turn that around because what's playing in your mind all day is, is drawing in what you're thinking about. Wow. When you turn it around and think, you know what, God, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive and I feel blessed and I think that I'm healthy. And you're just drawing in more of the goodness of God. And I believe that's when God can open up new doors and trust you to go further. That was Joel Osteen and Joseph Prince on TBN, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Joseph Prince and Joel Osteen, Understand God's Grace and Live in His Hope, Praise on TBN. You can also find out more information at joelosteen.com and josephprince.com as well as tbn.org. I hope that you have a wonderful day today and that you know how much God loves you that you can live a 320 life more than you can ever imagine in Christ. God bless you.